everybody, this is Mandy, and I'm a black woman, but please don't presume to know what that means for me. Hello everyone, this is Ollie, and <laughs> while out today, I saw some pop-up tents, and I was like, oh, that's nice, they're doing an adoption thing for the dogs or the cats, and I walked by, and people were outside getting their nails done, and I just don't think it's that serious. And this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away and left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. Um, well, hi, Ollie. How are you doing? And also, can you elaborate a little bit more on the pop-up tents? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Well, you know, usually you have these green or blue tents and they're like in front of a pet store. So you think maybe it's an adoption thing going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I very rarely am in front of a pet store, but I can understand okay. how that would be the concept. Uh-huh. Right. Well, basically at pet stores, they have these outside adoptions. So not everyone will go inside the pet store. But if you're on your way to like the gym or the grocery store, you see this bright tent, you see these puppies, these kittens, and you get a lot of street activity. So you get a lot of people off the street doing adoptions. So beside a pet store today was a pop-up tent it was a pop-up tent and it looked a little different but I was like oh that's nice they must be having an adoption situation but you couldn't see through the tent like usually there's like a clear part so you can see the animals so as I'm going by the opening there are two people getting their nails done in two separate tents so the technicians have on masks they have on gloves they have on face guards and the customers also have on masks and I'm just like I don't think it's that serious. I don't think you need to get your nails done so bad that they put up stationary pop-up tents outside of Valley Nails. I just don't think, I don't think it's that serious. Mm. I'm not someone who gets their nails done like that, but I do know that there, that is a um, essential activity for a lot of women. Like they honestly do feel like it's that serious. It makes them feel alive for lack of a better word or not just women just people people like to get their nails done um mm-hmm. i'm someone who goes maybe twice a year right <laughs> but that's just me right and i'm not knocking getting your nails done and some people do it for work like you know if you're an influencer or maybe if you work in the field or something i get that but I just feel like for all the safeguards that are necessary for the masks, the outdoor, the sanitizer, for, you know, the ventilation, for just everything that has to happen for it, I just don't, I think that's too much. But I understand if you're an influencer, if you work in the field, if this is an essential job for you, I understand. But if you're just out and about recreationally, and I just, I don't think it's that serious. But I do understand what you're saying. Like, there are some people, women, men, um, whomever, who like to go and treat themselves, who like to go to a spa, who like to feel pampered, who like to get their nails done. Like, I get that. I just, for me personally, I don't think the the hullabaloo for what in the oh my god on top of that um so i'm watching one of the tents now one (laughs) of the people that just walked out was a pregnant woman you definitely don't have no business and i don't care i don't care what your purpose is out out the window what i just agree with you if you're pregnant you don't have (laughs) no business going outside into one of these pop-up adoption tents and getting your nails done 
no business. To that, I'm just going to say I am personally a fan of press-ons. Um, they are so easy to apply. You can get all the various styles that you like, and they are a fraction of the price. So if you feel like you want your nails to be popping, that's a good option. But if you you have very long natural nails, I understand how that would be hard for you to use, but just something to consider so that um, Ali don't look at you crazy in the mm-hmm. streets. Mm-hmm. Or talk about you. <laughs> Okay, how are you doing today, Mandy? I am good, but if I'm being honest, like I'm trying to to I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest, guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't feel the podcast energy that I usually feel. I don't know if it's because we're just coming back from break, but I'm trying to to make sure that I put myself into it because it's a commitment and it is something that I love but today I just wasn't feeling it I don't don't know if it was I don't know what it is but yeah I'm not bad but I'm just not at that level and so we'll see if I get to that level okay okay well help hope hope hopefully um our guest today (laughs) could help you get to that level so our guest would you like to introduce yourself Oh, it's Monsignor. All right. Mm-mm. My name is... Mm-mm. <laughs> All right, so my name is, my name is Dari, and I like long walks on the beach, even though I haven't been to a beach in some years. Okay, Dari. Dari sounds like a romantic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He sure does. What kind of people do you like to walk <laughs> on the beach with, Dari? <laughs> uh... Shoot. Hold on, can I redo that? Oh, okay, so Dari don't like my walks on the beach anymore. Dari, what else would you like to share with the podcast? Um, you know, every day should be a good day. You always want to better yourself every day, even if it's 1%. As long as you better yourself, don't go back in the past, because the future is always headed forward. Good day. All righty. Okay. A little self-motivation. Right. Starting off on a positive yeah. note. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> okay. But no walks on the beach. It'll <laughs> 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 come later on. Okay. Are you guys ready to head into the safe space? Because I'm ready. Are we not going to do goals? I'm ready I'm to head into the safe space after our goals. You didn't let me finish, oh, okay. Mandy. You always, right. you always right. not let me finish. Clearly, so. that space in between, I thought it was, you know, the time where I could talk, but my bad. What are your goals looking like for this week, Mandy? Or this month? What is here? Um, yeah. Girl, don't get me into the year, because I did go back and start to listen to some of our old episodes. And while I feel like I've been doing some of the things that I set out at the top of the year to do, mm-hmm. other things... Uh, not as much so um but some of them are on my goals for right now so one is studying for that exam that I believe I told y'all about last week where I'm in this limbo period um between classes but I do have an exam I still have to take at the end of the month and because I haven't 
been taking classes, I just kind of gave myself a break and I haven't been studying for this exam. So I want to prioritize studying for this exam. However, I also want to get in all of the TV watching that I can get in before I start classes again, which is the reason why I haven't been studying because there's just so much TV to watch that Mm. um, I missed and I love TV and it's one of the great joys of my life. So I've been enjoying (laughs) that. And um, my final goal is I want to get back to my writing. Um, So some of the things, not specifically TV that I've been watching, but inspired by TV, um, a lot of the shows that I've been watching I just have really good writing or were written from like actual books and stories that people have. And, um, I've been looking at like interviews, um, from some of the people involved in these shows and it's really making me want to get back to my writing and tell the story that I have to tell. So those are the three things that I have, um, for my goals. Who wants to share their goals next? Well, I want to talk about your goals real quick. I feel like every time I talk to you, you are studying. So it's weird to hear that there's a moment where you decide to take a little break. Like, how do you feel about it? Do you still feel like you'll have time to prepare? Um, I don't know. I I feel like, (laughs) like I was in like that down focused mode of studying and I finished that semester of classes, which I was very happy about. And so that's when I was just like, I'm going to stop for what I thought was going to be a little while. And then, you know, now it's the 12th of the month and and I'm like, oh, I got to, I really should be getting this studying done. So I feel good about it because I'm happy, but I'm also Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to waste this exam that I have to take, even though fortunately it's a free exam. Um, I don't. I still don't want to waste it because I don't want to have to retake it at any other point if I don't have to. Okay, makes sense. Dari, you hit us with some positive stuff. Um, you have any positive goals or any kind of goals you want to share with us? Yeah, I uh, I do my yearly goal. This really just changed like since the beginning of the year, but by the end of the year. I want to have my own spot. I want another car. I want my second car. I want, I want another. I want a newer car. So I want it now. And I also just want to be a different version of myself and how I am now. So I want to like branch out more, do other things that I haven't done before. So those are mainly my goals in a nutshell. So new car, new spot, new diary. You just looking for yeah. new. Yeah, looking for that okay. new new. He want that Lauren London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm for that. Those I'm are good goals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm for advancing and wanting better for yourself if that's what you want. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, awesome, awesome. I want to put out at least two mixes because I do music too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that I also be like like a modeling catalog so I do modeling too I also want to get back doing the acting stuff because of the corona we messed everything up so yeah I was going to say some of that like the the mixtapes I definitely feel like it's feasible for you to do but the modeling and the acting might be contingent on 
you know, how this Rona situation works out. Yeah. But I guess you can still work on your craft independently. Yeah. From what other people I'm are doing. actually going to be in a fashion show that takes place in December if everything goes right with the Corona thing. All right. Um, is it uh, virtual? Is it? No. <laughs> um. no. Um, I was, it's the same one I was in last year. It's called Young Elena. I was in the last year. I'm doing it again this year. The show last year was in August, but you know, the whole pandemic messed everything up. So mm-hmm. this year, we're going to have it in December. He said on the 26th. So hopefully, the everything. Right. That's kind of pretentious. Hey, I didn't make up the rules. I'm just going with it. <laughs> but hopefully, everything gets smooths out. Everything works perfectly fine. So we can be able to do that. But I should, we should. And that, that's the thing with the TV show, too. I got something in the bag. Hopefully, it can work out. Okay. He in his bag. The male version of our uh, other episode, she in her bag. <laughs> okay. Ali, drop them goals. Okay. So, you guys remember last week when I said that I was going to stop the junk and stop the sugar and stop the soda and eating out and stuff like that? That's not what I took from it. I heard you say you were enjoying the junk. (laughs) Right. But I said, I said I got it out of my system. Remember? I said I got it out of my system. Well, I haven't gotten it out of my system. So, I'm still enjoying... Still enjoying some of the junk, some of the stuff, but I've made some, um, not transition, substitutions. So now instead of like soda, I've kind of switched to tea. Instead of French fries, regular, I've switched to only unsalted French fries, which I was already doing before. Instead of <laughs> um, like a burger or, you know, some fried chicken or something, I'll try to make sure that I'm getting a salad or some salad with some chicken. So it's like, I'm still out here in these streets spending money. I have no business spending. Semicolon, however, comma, I'm making some healthier substitutions. Okay. I need to get on that yeah. D-Wave. I'm drinking soda. And I don't need to be drinking it because my face is not taking it very well. Mm. Have you tried? Not that I'm encouraging soda, but I've always been a zero soda person. So Pepsi Max, zero calories, oh. zero sugar, blah, blah. Oh. Coke Zero. No you know mm. what I mean? No, no, it's not the same. I know it's not the same. It's better for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if I'm there yet. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Progress isn't overnight. Yeah. My um old coworkers used to shame me for drinking the soda, which really I was only drinking because it was free. And then, um, like, I I feel like I'm not a big soda drinker. I got back into it when I worked at the movie theater because, again, it was free. Right. And then at my um next job which is still my old job currently we again used to get soda for free so i'm just like i'm gonna drink whatever i don't have to pay for um mm, not the shame the shame <laughs> <laughs> that's disrespectful right but it's definitely not something i wanted to keep up in my life and um once i was no longer getting it for free it was very easy for me to stop drinking mm-hmm. it personally but right 
Yeah. Um, it's it's hard when you have those kind of, like you said, free concessions or access to things or if it's discounted and stuff like that, especially when you work at those kinds of places or, you know, like you said, if it's free, then that's one thing. It's another thing. If I'm spending like $2 on a soda, I'm going to be like, no. But if it's right there and just easy access and convenient, then to me, it makes sense, you know? So I can understand why it's hard to wean yourself from the freebies. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mandy, is it okay to move into the safe space now? I think it's safe. (laughs) I think it's safe. (laughs) Okay. So, I want to start with you, Dari, if you have an entry for This is a Safe Space. Ooh, safe space. Yeah, I know you said you're familiar with our cadence, but it's like anything you might want to talk about that you feel like you might get judged on. This is a judge-free zone. This is a argumentative-free zone. Like anything you want to talk about. How would you come back from you? Okay. So let me talk. That's fine. Uh, Mandy, did you have an entry for this is a safe space? I do. Oh. Um, okay. I'm surprised that you have a This Is a Safe Space entry because, like you, I've also been listening to past episodes, and there were more than a few where you didn't, um, you didn't, you either didn't have one or you felt like you didn't have one that was really significant. But today, you sounded very steadfast in your decision that you had an entry. So I was very, I'm, it's a happy surprise. Like, oh, I want to hear this. Okay, that might be because I also don't have something for something else. But let's great focus on what I do have. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> so for my This is a Safe Space, I want to talk about um, the election and how I mm-hmm. hate, like, all the things that pretty much that I hate about the election and um, this process. I hate okay. the advertisements. I hate them so much. I hate mm-hmm. the way they immediately just pop up and bring a negative energy that don't tell you nothing about nothing. (laughs) Um, I hate where they start to attack. It'll be like sponsored by a group or a person or um, where they say, not sponsored, they say like, this is condoned by or whatever the saying is that they say. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's not even your opponent. Like, that's not who you're going against in theory. And I understand that people just like to align by political party, but I'm like, one thing has nothing to do with the other. I hate how they make things that are supposed to be, in my opinion, like a positive thing, sound like um, someone kicking a dog in the face. Like, I'm like, how is that a negative? I hate that. I hate the public conversations honestly about elections i wish that we could all just go in our little voting booths and um, mind our business and and mark who we want to mark i don't really want to hear um i i'm not someone that's that is swayed by someone giving an endorsement or someone saying i don't like this person because of x y and z or this running candidate or whatever, whatever. I I don't really want to hear other people's opinions. Um, so I hate that. I hate runoffs and primaries and Mm -hmm. that we have to have 85 million elections (laughs) Mm -hmm. to get to the one election. I wish it would just be like the one it's like, I don't even with like the fact that we have to break things up so many times by different political parties, whatever. It's just whoever want to run. We, we, we pick out of that bag 
And then whoever has the most numbers, that's who gets it. Mm. And I hate all of the confusion and chaos that we have right now with the mail-in votes process. Like, And that, to me, goes, again, hand-in-hand with us having so many election days. Yeah, There is constantly a ballot being sent to people's homes that they then have to fill in to get the... It's not even all the time it's the first ballot. First, it's like, do you want a mail-in ballot? Do you want an absentee (laughs) ballot? Okay, now that we've sent it to you, here's the the ballot that you're voting for, but you got to get it in by this date because... If you actually send it on the actual day of the election, it won't be counted. And But we don't want people to go in because there's going to be crowds and mass hysteria and the corona. So I'm like, yeah. this whole process <laughs> with these elections is really irking me. And I feel like I was someone, or I was at least trying to be someone, like from the time that I had turned 18 and was granted the opportunity to vote, I've been very excited about exercising that right. But then it's all of the other extra bits and pieces why I understand that so many people for years were just like, I don't I don't want to do it. I don't want to be bothered. I don't care. It doesn't help. Because it's, it's just so much malarkey that, mm-hmm. and rigmarole that goes with it. And I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I hate it too. I think ever since I turned 18, I probably only voted like two times. And I just don't understand. It's not like I don't understand, but it's just like, do I really, do I really, really care? Because I understand like whoever you vote has that power to do whatever, but do they really have that power to do that? No. Um, well, it depends on what area you're referring to. Like what, um, person on the ballot because there's a lot of people that do have a lot of power um to do stuff and that's where it gets unfortunate but i also understand where it's like well that's part of what i'm supposed to be studying but it's like knowing who has what power like we see a lot of names on the ballots and we're just like okay I guess I'll vote for this person because they're a woman or this person because they're with this political party or this person mm-hmm. because they were the incumbent or this person because they were not the incumbent. Like, I, I do right. that when there's people like there on the ballots that I don't know. And I try to look at the ballots beforehand. But a lot of times I pick the person, well, maybe I shouldn't say how I vote. Um <laughs> Um, but <laughs> I have a little algorithm and strategy that I like to use mm-hmm. when I'm not mm-hmm. as familiar with a candidate, is what I'll say. I feel like um, I was the same, the same way when I had went to vote. I, I, I tried to look up like the people in line, but I was in the line trying to go vote. But mm-hmm. it was like a lot of people, and there were like a lot of categories too. So I was just like, I'm going to just go, go see who, who's already in there. Vote for them again, because I think they had a good effect on where I'm at right now, because they were there before, type. So hopefully they continue that, if it's good. Mm-hmm. So that's how I voted. <laughs> Probably not the best way to do it, but, you know, it's life. It's I, a I real tried. way. Right, that's definitely a way to do it. I know for 
the last time I went and voted, they had the ballots and they had recommended picks before I went. So I used to use this system where it's like, I, you know, I have in mind who I maybe am leaning towards, but also the party that you're affiliated with, all the parties, Republican, Independent, Democratic, the rent is too damn high. They create these little summaries that tell you this is who we're backing. This is who we think you should vote. This is how we think you should vote yes or no, no on this proposition, yada, yada. And I've been using that since I was 18, I want to say. And last time I voted, I had a friend who was in a different party affiliation from me. And they also were using their summary. And I was like, let me just see what your summary looks like. And all of their all of their suggestions were opposite. Like every single point was opposite my party affiliations. And not only that, the way they explained what the proposition would do was also different. Mm -hmm. So it honestly made me change my mind on some of the propositions. Cause I'm like, this isn't how my party put that. This isn't, you know, they left out information and just kind of highlighted how it would be helpful. So, but when I was looking at what the opposition was saying, I was like, yo, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with this. Why would they leave this out? So um, that's why I think it's really important. Even, even if you are, you know, are affiliated with a certain party, it's important to understand I think it's really important to not only vote for with your party affiliation. I think it's important to look at what you're voting at on and um, do the research. Because like I said, the opposition worded it differently. And it's not only that they worded it differently. They gave all the negative facts that were hidden from what my party affiliation was um, was emphasizing. They're like, oh, these are all the good things they would do. Specifically, it was an amendment that would um, increase taxes for building more schools. And so I was like, OK, that sounds good. Education, helping children. I don't mind paying a few more taxes, but what the opposition put out was like, yeah, they're going to increase taxes and you will be paying an extra, it was like $56 billion over the next 10 years. And that all of that money was not going to the schools and it showed all the other departments that would get it first. And I was like, oh, H no. <laughs> so, um, I think it's really important to do your research if you're going to vote, um, <laughs> something else that I, I hope I'm not taking over here. This is a safe space, but something else that kind of made not triggered me, but made me feel like I need to work on myself is that earlier today I was following this person and they went live and they were talking about um, the Harris Biden ticket. And they were like, I don't care what color you are. You need to be voting for Harris Biden. Like that's it. And if you decide that you're not voting at all, you need to get off my live because we're talking about voters that are not. And I was just like, um, I don't think it's productive to completely cancel people who are deciding not to vote, maybe open up the conversation. But it did make me think back to people who I know, people, plural, who are voting for Trump. And I just immediately, I'm like, nope, stop the conversation. We don't have anything to talk about. We don't have anything to debate about. If you're voting for Trump, then the conversation is over. But seeing this guy do it for people who weren't voting at all, I was like, well, what if you could change their minds about voting? What if they do have a good point about why? they're not voting and you're just completely casting them off and who's to say they'll just never vote again you know what I'm saying so it just made me think like even if I don't like the opposition's perspective and I don't agree with it full-heartedly whether I listen to you or not I think I'd rather have listened to you and been like yep I know I wasn't going to agree than listen to you and you're actually making a good point or a valid point or a factual point and I just didn't give you a chance so that's my rant. <laughs> we talked a lot about politics. I mean, it's an election year, so that's of course. But mm -hmm. we talked a lot about politics this um, year. 
because one of the old episodes I listened to, we were talking specifically about like having communication with people who had different viewpoints than you and like political views than you. And for the most part, I feel like our opinion still has weighed the same, but it just gets more and more difficult to want to engage in those conversations when things keep happening that's more than just like you said um the example you gave about like taxes on a ticket like if it's if all we were arguing about was taxes on its um how much little or more taxes we want to pay i think it'd be a lot easier to have these conversations with people right correct yeah if only it was that simple (laughs) oh Yeah, if you have, if you thought of something for this, right. <laughs> you pulled it out the tuck. Right. Yeah, all right. So, all right, so, 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 you really all know how it's like a whole bunch of riots this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, my thing is, a lot of people I knew was talking about, oh, we should all go do this and that. We should go still, not even just people I knew, but people on social media, the people I follow, how I really like divided everyone for every reason. Like, everyone can have their own opinion about how we should go about things other than just going out downtown, destroying places that we have to look at every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're robbing and looting malls and stealing stuff from designer stores that have nothing to do about what's going on right now or not climbing what's going on right now. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it made it more materialistic than actual rights. You know? You feel like they were putting more of a value on the things they could steal than, like, the lives that were being lost? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was just looking at it like, why do we have to go out there and destroy everything instead of just coming together as one? Because I know protesting, having riots and stuff, we did that in the past, and things, I don't know if things gotten better or they just gotten used to it. I know that it has, like, Change the ways that they look at us or how we have been treated, but it's still the same, if not even worse. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like the more we disrupt, destroy stuff, our own stuff, or that, how they'll have even more of a right. That'll make them more aggressive for them to actually do what they have to do and give them more valid reasons of doing it too, like with no consequences suffered at all. Because it's like, oh, we, we have all the videos, we are doing this and that. Even if you weren't part of it, they don't they don't know that. Like they can still police judges or whatever, whoever is judging whatever you have to do to throw us in jail, whatever happens or anything, they don't they see that certain amount of people are doing this and that and they just gonna automatically assume that we are like doing it. No. Well, we had talked about this a little bit on a few yeah. episodes. Um so I I can one, I don't know that the people who were involved in riots and looting were the same people who were involved in the protesting, but even if they were, um, on one of the episodes where I talked about the multiple forms of protest um, and like civil disobedience and looting, the point that I made um, from that research that I did is that all of it is technically a form of protest and all of it is considered um, illegal or negative to those who are 
in power or in line with the current status quo <laughs> because it's a pushback from what is currently happening. So peaceful protests or it's people rioting, it gives a pushback to what people the standard so folks are going to look at it as being negative um but all of those pushbacks create a conversation and bring attention and awareness to the fact that people are tired of the status quo so they're going to make a change um by force and the reality is like there has to be something has to happen because change doesn't happen naturally on its own like the fact that people are right are are just like well that doesn't solve anything there's been pretty much record that that kind of does solve stuff like um there being negative responses to people looting is part of the reason that law enforcement or people in government choose to work with those that they view as like peaceful protesters um it's hap it happened in protests of um, all kinds so, so it, like it does create you know it, it for some people they feel they i feel like they get um bogged down on like the appearance of it like the fact that it doesn't look good but one mm -hmm. thing that i very much understood from this process is like it's is about how people feel. And if they feel like uh, like that's what they need to do for whatever reason, I want to understand why they feel that way. As opposed okay. to how it I just feel like that. I understand it. Because, okay, so so it was like, so people have to go out there and do this and that for them to look at the people that's not doing it and work with us to build, to change it around, basically. Well, that's just been something that has been visible in in history in different uh, revolutions and protests and changes that have been made um one of the examples i used in the other podcast was like with apartheid oh. man that makes sense now okay i'm glad that you said that something else i remember mandy saying when we had these conversations is that I can't tell someone how to exp express themselves, like whether that's looting or protesting, marching in the streets, painting signs, getting physical, signing petitions. I can't tell someone how to express their grief. And it's like, I think it's important that we understand that there can be consequences, just like when it came to people who were looting um, and how now they're going back, looking at cameras, looking at social media posts, and they're trying to charge those people. So I think it's important to know that there can be consequences for certain actions, um, but I can't judge how someone decides to express themselves. I think it's really important that we keep that in mind. Um, and also, um, I hear that argument a lot, Dari, or that point where it's like, well, I hear that argument a lot <laughs> where it's like, um, where, you know, what has Gucci done or what is it going to do? And it's like kind of like what Mandy said, like it's it's a way of showing these big businesses who have not taken a stand, who have profited from our culture, our style, our vernacular um, all these years, who have not made 
you know, it known like, hey, we stand with these people or these are the actions we are going to take. This is how we're going to make it trickle down into corporate. This is how we're going to stop, you know, um, microaggressions and stuff like that. I think it's really important um, for big companies to take a stand because you don't only pander or cater to um, white Americans. You have black Americans. Uh, So a good example of that is um, the blackish episode that was originally banned in 2017. Like it was supposed to come out and we really didn't have a full image of what it was supposed to be about. They just said there was something about Colin Kaepernick kneeling in the episode. So it got banned. And blackish has always been a show that gives commentary on what the black experience is like for some people, um, you know, specifically the types of people that are represented in those characters, but also just like a conversation about different things with race. And so the fact Mm -hmm. that they banned that episode, not trying to ruffle anybody's feathers or wanting to take a specific side, it, it like showed they were not ready for open conversation or really like the realities of certain things that apparently the episode had to say. Well, now this week, they've released the episode. With everything Uh that's been going on in this year, it's like you can no longer try to silence people on what they have to say. Like, And then the episode was, like, I watched it. It was so freaking mild. There were, like, two seconds that had anything to do with kneeling. It was just generally a conversation about all the different things that, that keep people worried and concerned at night that's going on in the world and in the country. And Mm. so of course it's very relevant now because the entire world is on fire and lots of things are keeping people up at night. And it's like this little thing you felt like you had to ban and silence folks on. Well, now folks are not going to allow themselves to be silenced. Like they're going to make sure they're hurt any way that they seem fit. And it does like force these companies and these like people in power it wakes them up and shakes them where it's like you cannot ignore us you can't act like this isn't your problem or you can just silence us like you will we will make you listen basically right um it does concern me though that they did take a stand and it wasn't on the the side of you know letting you speak out your voice it was on the side of airing of caution to appease the masses or stop the backlash so to me that already lets me know where the network or whoever decided not to air that episode stands yeah i mean it totally didn't make sense at the time because it's like you allow the script to be written and the episode to be shot and it was like the week before it was supposed to air and then y'all were like no (laughs) <laughs> it didn't right. make sense if you was gonna take a stand for it you should have done that before mm-hmm. but it's on now Agreed. <sighs> I had to watch that episode I don't watch oh. Oh. No, you go ahead Dari I'm not you good I was just gonna say I don't really watch TV like that so I should um probably watch more power oh oh I'm glad we're on this topic right so back to the fashion show I was talking about. That's what uh, the theme is this year. It's Black Panther. Black Panther Party. So okay. we're going to be dressing like... Uh, we did a photo shoot like two weeks ago. It was a Black Panther thing. Just up as like uh, going... Like how they used to march back in the day. We were dressing up like that. Taking pictures. Like they had uh, Henry P. Newton. The famous Henry P. Newton photo with him in the chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had that chair. We had... A whole bunch of different stuff too. So we're gonna be releasing them pictures. 
pretty soon, hopefully. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. you don't have to feel the need to be like me and watch a bunch of TV. It's a lifestyle that I've chosen for myself. If it doesn't work for me, that's fine. Um, they do have, I mean, um, oh yeah, and people like, you know, if you want to watch the Blackish episode, watch it. Um, be on the lookout for, I guess, Dari's fashion show and the photo shoot with the Huey P. Newton inspired um, photos. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I think I can ask Ali. <laughs> yeah. What's your This is the Safe Space? My This is a Safe Space might be a little controversial, but this is what the Safe Space is for, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's really important that Black people in America, whatever faction of Black that you identify as, go and learn how to use weapons. I won't specifically say guns, but I will leave that on that list. As someone who I would say five, six years ago was strongly against guns, strongly against weapons. I was like, oh, all I need is my pepper spray and I'll be all right. I'll make it do what it do. I am not that same person. And I don't think anyone's the same person they were five or six years ago. But I think it's really important that people learn how to protect themselves, whether that's a self-defense class in addition to learning to use weapons, because there's only so much punch kick jump you can do if someone has a gun or a shooting taser or brass knuckles or whatever it is. I just think it's really important. Um, given how inflamed times are nowadays. And Mandy, you said something earlier, like the world is on fire. The world is literally on fire. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with all the explosions, all the buildings that have been on fire, all the earthquakes, all these seemingly quote-unquote natural disasters that are occurring, like worldwide, globally, like it's getting crazy. So I think at the the very bare minimum of self-care should be that you knowing how to protect yourself, protect your family. And if that's going to the gun range, if that's taking a class, if that's getting a guard dog, whatever you need to do to ensure that you are safe and you feel comfortable and, you know, just protect it. I, I really, really think people should do so. And I, I, I am now a proponent of weapons. I won't specifically say just guns, but I have been to the gun range. I have taken my classes. I, I, and it's not because I want to go play shoot 'em up, duck 'em up. It's because in case something <laughs> happens, in case something happens, I want to be prepared. So in case something happens and my pepper spray isn't enough, my stun gun isn't enough, I want to be prepared. So that's my entry. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't disagree with your point. I just know that I am not someone. I don't right. know that I'd yeah, ever be comfortable with weapons. And something that I saw, like I was watching a little bit of a stand-up, but the person was basically like, "If the end of the world was coming and you gotta do what you gotta do to survive," and she was like, nah, if the end of the world's coming, why, why would I want to be around? And sometimes the, like, <laughs> like, I'm not going to fight. For, like, you got you to gotta fight for your right to survive. And she's like, nah, like, you know, if it was a zombie apocalypse, if it was this, if it was that. And sometimes I feel that, that way, like, 
if I feel like I had a chance to survive, then I'm going to 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 fight for my survival. But I'm not. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've talked about this. I'm not literally a fighter. Um, I'm not someone who's comfortable (laughs) with weapons. So if it comes down to a physical altercation. Y'all just pray for Mandy because Lord knows what's going to happen. <laughs> Prayer without works is dead. And you know that. Well, if I can't walk away, that's the only work I got. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the only thing I'm prepared for. But you have time to prepare. What'd you hey. say, Dar? You have to. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say like back with the gun thing. I don't see. I me personally, I shot a few guns. I guess I can say that. But if I had a gun on me, like I had my gun license and a gun with me, I probably wouldn't be safe with it. Only because when I'm driving, road rage, road rage kicks in, and it's like oh. I would shoot someone's tires. I want to shoot them. I'll shoot their tires. No. No, like, no, you wouldn't. Don't like, say that. No, you wouldn't. I feel no, like he's wouldn't. having a very self-realized moment, and I appreciate that you know that about yourself, and that you haven't just oh, got a gun. If that's how you feel, I just, I just don't want this on record in case anything ever oh, goes down. Right, so I right. need oh, you to right. say that you're joking, no, or hypothetically, never, or allegedly. Never, never. Right. 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 But if I had security with me, it might, it might happen. Right. Okay. Security might do it. There we go. Yeah, nice. security might do it. Okay. Yeah, um, I understand how impulses can take over, but that's also why you take classes to learn about gun control. Because I hate when people say that guns don't kill people, people kill people. Because I used to think that was so corny. I still think the saying is corny, but it's accurate. Guns don't kill people. People who mishandle guns, people who work off of emotion, and people who don't know how to use them at all or playing around with them, those are the people that are using the tool to kill other people. So Right, but I think part of the problem is even though you're advocating for gun classes and education that's not really required <laughs> to get the gun so right i know it just I know. it makes it very easy for people who will easily misuse the gun to get the gun and misuse it <laughs> yeah but well, uh, if you need to go get brass knuckles or a stun gun or something like that, like, and make sure you test, okay, not, oh, this might sound a little crazy, but I wanted to make sure my stun gun works, so I tested it on myself, and I was like, I can fight through this, <laughs> so make sure, <laughs> like, it hurt, I was like, ow, but it wasn't enough to stun someone, so make sure you're getting some high voltage items, like, if you need to take down a bear, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, when the adrenaline kicks in, when the adrenaline kicks in and you're being attacked, whether it's a small person or a big person, short, tall, like you can't control how they're going to react if you are being attacked. So I just, I just feel very uncomfortable because uncomfortable with trying to survive. I feel uncomfortable with like the options of all of the different types of guns because. I mean, or the types of weapons, because even like in the case of people who are trained to use them, um, being the police, a lot of times people feel like, and the police have said in certain regards, like they feel threatened. And so they respond more off of instinct, even if there isn't an actual impending threat to them. And, And they are people who have been trained to use their weapons so i just feel like the more people who have access to weapons is going to feel like 
again a movie or a video game like it's just gonna be grand theft auto and people just or it's gonna be like the purge people are just gonna be out here using their stuff like and i'm i'm just gonna be that person trying to board up my house and hope for the best that i make it to the next morning and you wild if that's what you do you need to get up and get in the car and get moving i will say this too whether you have say they're like I mean, clearly we're already in some kind of weird, purgy-esque, Twilight Zone-esque type of situation right now. But say that things get, like, really intense, cash isn't going to keep you afloat. Food isn't going to keep you afloat. Weapons, because it's like, you can't shoot me with a can. You can't shoot me with your cash. These things mean nothing if I can just take them from you because your life is on the line. And I'm just talking in hypotheticals here. So I just feel I mean, like, even though, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but even though the world is on fire, I feel like a lot of these things will only start in America first. So I would have to seek yep. asylum somewhere else. <laughs> like, I'd have to try and get out of time. Because I can't handle it. I am not built for this type of life. I need to go to Canada. I need to go to um england i need to go to somewhere else in europe i need to go someplace where it's not just like yep i Austria, new zealand wherever them places are um or someplace in africa where it's not like oh yeah we immediately respond with weapons and guns that's where i need to be <laughs> yeah i feel like i agree with you that america would be the first place for it to pop off it has already been popping off and those other countries i'm not sure if they would give america's asylum if they would allow us into their countries they might be like you americans and your violence no they might close off borders to us i don't know i mean and in that case i'm hoping <laughs> if i can get someone like i might have to go to one of the areas where i have family members and hope that they can like you know apply for a visa for me and i'll be like please like yeah. they can vouch for me i just need to get out of here i am not like i am not one of these people i don't got no guns i don't got no nunchucks i don't get no pepper spray the only time i use pepper spray i pepper spray myself please just let me in that's a true story y'all that's a true story Maybe pepper spray i think i told it on the podcast but i can't remember <laughs> I think you did. Yeah. And again, not trying to sound alarmed, but I, I, my safe space entry was from this article I read. It said that there was a, I want to say it was a 53 to 57% increase in black Americans applying for gun ownership. And I was like, that is huge. Cause I want to say last year they said it was maybe like 13%. It's, it was like a crazy number, like 400 percent times the amount. And so I was just like, okay, people are taking this seriously and people are understanding that okay this is a right that you have and another thing someone else said was like oh black people are applying for guns watch us get gun control all of a sudden and i was like this might be the thing that sparks gun reform yeah now that black americans are like you know what i'm going to protect myself or do my best to exhibit my right that all these other people want to exhibit falsely um so yeah that's my entry. I want y'all to stay safe. And I'm not saying get ready to play the sh like, like she said, Grand Theft Auto or Daylight or any kind of zombie game. But I, I feel like even an ounce of preparedness would help you. Like, you don't want this to be like Resident Evil or Dying Light or something crazy where it's just like you're just completely unprepared. Yeah. Okay. We made it out of the safe space safely. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Dari, do you have a meat and potatoes? 
Mm-hmm. Potatoes. Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> Ali, <laughs> do you have a meat and potatoes? Yeah, this might be more of an annoyance, but um, <laughs> I read another article. I was just a reading this past week. I was reading another. I, I was read. Goodness, I'm excited. <laughs> you you down. Was reading. <laughs> I was a read. I was a, I was a reading. <laughs> <laughs> I read another article. It was talking about two different kinds of people, and they were talking about there are two different kinds of people in the world. There are people that return their buggy back to the buggy bin or the cart bin, and there are people that leave it out, like behind cars, on a little curve, all this other good stuff. And I, right, right. That's how I said it. That's what I said. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, where are they going with this? Just to preface the story, I am a person that will, I'll walk like half a block to return it back to the cart because it is annoying yeah. to me. It's lazy. It's all these other good things. So I always return my cart. I don't care. So. Um, they went on. They went on to say that people that return their cars understand that this is a communalistic, communalistic um, society where we have to not have to, but they're deciding to be considerate. They're deciding to do their part. They're deciding to, you know, let me put this back where it's supposed to go, where we all know it's supposed to go, and the people that aren't are um basically inconsiderate individualistic and they're just like i finished doing what i need to do with this so now i'm going to continue to move on with my life and i agreed with what the article said and i i have another personal story story time my friend and i we we were going to walmart we came outside of walmart and i was with my friend and this is my friend that's usually with me if i get buck on somebody she's like ollie please calm down ollie don't worry about ollie da 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 even when because she's even a person if someone says something slick to her she won't say anything and i'm like what'd you say that's who i am with her because she's just so sweet and so nice and so let me roll off my back or pretend i didn't hear it and i'm just like no i heard it so i'm not gonna pretend so anywho's we were walking back to the car and this is how it was the guy was with his family allegedly his wife and his kids the wife and kids get in the car he's in spot number one Two spots down is the cart return. This dude decides instead to go two spots to the other side and put his buggy behind my vehicle, behind my vehicle. So I saw it and my friend saw it and she looked at me like, please don't. And I was like, did you see that? (laughs) She was like, Ollie, like, it's cool. She's like, I'll move it. And I was like, no, you won't. So I was like, excuse me. And he didn't know I was talking to him. And I was like, excuse me. I was like, sir. And he, he turned around. And I was like, you left the cart behind my car. And he goes, oh, sorry. And kept walking to his car. And I was like, you bubble. <laughs> she was like, Girl. she was like, stop. You got to stop. And I was like, why would he apologize? Say sorry. See what the problem was and continue walking to his car. <laughs> so I moved it and I put it behind his car. And so then she was like, don't do that. And I was like, why not? It's not a problem for him. So why, why should it be a problem for me? So then he's looking at me crazy i'm looking at him crazy we get in the car he moves it and again the cart return is like two cars down instead of going two cars down he just puts it to the car on the other side so now i'm getting out the car again and i put it back in the cart return i'm looking at him like like what are we doing here what are we doing here so he drives off and she's just in the car shaking her head like why'd you do all that and i'm like because i just feel like people get away with stuff this is a grown behind man mid to late 40s 50s who thinks probably all his life he doesn't have to do anything he has, doesn't have to return it doesn't have and not only did he not return it he put it behind my car you know that someone has to leave when it's literally just a few steps down so when I read that article I was just like I I, I, I feel like 
this isn't something that's going to change in people. Either you are a cart returner or you're not. And that's that's all I wanted to talk about. I used to work at Walmart and I used to have to bring, I, I wasn't ever on a buggy pusher, but I used to help them sometimes. I was like, yo, why don't people just bring them back? Like, it's like, they'll leave them outside, but it's like literally as soon as you walk into the Walmart, they have the buggies right there. You can put them at it. So why don't you just take three extra steps and put them in there? So I understand how it feels. It irritates me every time I go to a store and see it too. Like I go out my way, I bring extra buggies and put them into the things. I know how that goes. It's the worst thing ever. Not the worst thing ever, but (laughs) perspective. I'm also (laughs) (laughs) I'm also someone who returns the cart to the allotted spaces. Um, I don't get as heated or passionate about <laughs> it as Ari does when other people don't do that. But it made me just think about stores that make it an incentive to follow those processes. So like for me, I shop at Aldi a lot. Mm-hmm. And Aldi makes it to where there's certain environmental things or community-based things that you have to abide by like it's been a little lax right now because of corona but it's like you can't get a a cart unless you put in a quarter if you want your quarterback you're gonna put this cart back (laughs) (laughs) right we're not uh going to just let you take a whole bunt load or throw like the plastic bags around because sometimes folks just like We'll push a plastic bag out the way and do another one and just waste the plastic bags. They're like, we're not going to give you paper nor plastic unless you pay for it. Um, so right. we're not here about the waste. So, again, I mean, I'm not trying to say that stores have to put these requirements in on people. But when it's regulated in a way that forces people to behave a certain way, then they learn those behaviors for themselves. Like, it's not, it's a change. Like I said, like, people aren't going to just change on their own. So, to an extent, you know, maybe that interaction with you, Ali, helped to change the man to where he'd be a little bit more mindful of at least not putting carts behind other people's cars. But it would seem on his own, he was never going to consider that because innately he might be selfish. Mm. Either that or he decided, oh, here's another angry black woman. Either way, <laughs> I feel like, I got, I, feel like I, I got my point across and I inconvenienced him, but not to the point where he learned his lesson. Because, again, I was the one who ended up putting it in there. But I did feel like I stood up for myself because, again, I feel like, like you said, maybe it clicked with him. Maybe it didn't. But at least I felt like, OK, this was the right action for me at the time. <sighs> All right. All right. Mandy. Mm-hmm. Do you have? Yeah, I'm calm down. Thanks. <laughs> do, you... <laughs> do you have Who's something time? on your plate? <laughs> What's on your plate, Mandy? Um, I'm gonna kind of make my plate brief because I don't feel like I have Stop enough it. information to speak on this. But it was something that I came across today. Um, an article that I was reading and how a lot of things tend to spread and get awareness nowadays are social media, but I haven't been able to do my social media deep dive, but it's the bring Rayla home hashtag. 
um, basically what the article and what the hashtag is about is a woman, um, a woman of color, a black woman was giving birth to her child about three years ago. And at the beginning of her labor, she was like at home. So she essentially um, gave birth at home and had to get help and and everything's like that um, during the process. And when the paramedics came, they thought that the baby wasn't breathing. So they took the baby and the mother to the hospital and they were doing whatever they felt like they needed to do. And they told the mother that the baby had passed away. Um, this Again, this is everything that I'm reading from the article, so I'm going to go with allegedly based off of what I know. So okay. um, they gave her an urn to put the baby in. They asked her if, they, if she wanted to see the, the baby, um, the deceased shot before she left. She said no, and then she went home. Um, mm-hmm. when she went back to try and get her medical records, um, related to the situation and the, the death certificate, they told her that they essentially didn't have them. They told her that the child was in the process of an, an adoption. So she was what? Like, <laughs> yes. So she was like, she, that was her reaction. So then she went back home to even look at the urn that she'd been given that allegedly had her baby's remains in it, and the urn was empty. And mm. um, when she started to look up information to figure out how her child was adopted, basically that same day, um, the a child, a um, baby, a black baby, was given to a white couple up for adoption that apparently the hospital's baby ward or maternity ward was closing and they were had told the couple like here's this um you know we're trying to close this area and this is the last baby in here and blah 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 so the child had been given to this family um Mm -mm. and this is basically about three years ago so the Mm -mm. the couple had been going through the process of you know telling their story and trying to get the child adopted for the past three years so now once the mother found out that she had been you know after going through her grieving process and finally feeling like she was ready to close that chapter and get the last information regarding her child find out her child might be alive so Mm -hmm. now there is this battle that is happening trying to figure out if the birth if that is the birth mother's child and the mm-hmm. couple that has been going through the adoption process um has been has taken down their social media because mm. they don't want to be checked or interrogated or whatever which right to, to their credit it's not their fault right they didn't go and snatch the baby out of her arms the, the hospital apparently was doing all kind of malpractices um assuming that this situation is true so right. it was also just interesting to read about because it um sounded similar to the miniseries that came out this year that i just yep. watched in the period of me watching tv um which is little yep. fires everywhere so yep. <laughs> on netflix on hulu hulu so that is as much as I will say about it right now, because as I said, mm-hmm. I haven't done full research on it, but it was just very, it it just sparked a whole lot of things in my mind um, about the lack of like 
trust that you can have in certain systems that they would tell you potentially that your baby is dead and then give your baby away. Yep. Like assuming that 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 is their child. Like it's I I can't or even just to 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 give you an empty urn. Even if her child is losing records, all of it sounds like malarkey. So yep. even if it comes to be that that isn't her child, they've still put her through a form of trauma because they've essentially created this chaotic situation that she's not sure if her child is actually dead or not. And that is absolutely ridiculous. So that is, yeah, this whole thing sounds disgusting to me. It did remind me of, um, little fires everywhere. You brought that up. I just, I'm like, I'm not shaking over here, but I'm a little shaky. (laughs) I'm, I'm frustrated. If, uh, let's allege that this entire story is true, that everything that you've told us and read thus far is true. Then I just feel like to me, everyone, all parties involved needs to sue the pants off the hospital, off the baby war, off of anybody who signed any piece of paper without checking anything. Um, and also I feel like she deserves to get her child back. And I, I might feel a little differently if the child was old enough to decide if the child was like maybe 15, 16, had a valid input, had more brain cells together to decide where they want to go and understand the ramifications or maybe dual, I don't know, dual co-parenting or whatever that is. But since this is literally a child, a three-year-old who does in fact have, you know, a developed brain and can understand stuff and recognize mommy, daddy, A, B, C, D, F, G. I just feel like if that is your, if, whew, Ooh, I'm getting heated. If someone told me that my child died after I gave birth and sent me on about my way and I come back later to find out that my child is alive, I'm not stopping until I get my child back because because that's just that's my child. And I understand the adoption process is a long process. Like you said, it's been three years. I understand adoption is a long process, but. In my opinion, you're trying to adopt to help a child in need. This child is in need, but their mother is willing to fill that need. So why not go to another child who is in need, especially someone who is, you know, brought into the system through less devious means? Yeah. So I just like yeah, I'm by just all not regards, with it. this woman had every intention to raise her child. Like it wasn't like yes. she was just told that her child no longer was living so she had to like and she apparently had other has other children i don't know if it's after the factor um if she had them before but it's mm-hmm. it, it's just ridiculous it's crazy <laughs> yeah like can you imagine like you would do everything to get that child back and i would sue that hospital for every department it has for my pain my suffering my stress my maybe ptsd anything mm-hmm. anything and also who are these hoodwink hoodwinkers these bamboozlers these country bumpkins who are signing off on these papers to say that this child is dead on top of that you got the audacity maybe in my grief i don't want to see my child's remains so i just take it i go home and i leave it i can understand leaving it for three years five years six years not one touch it at all but i finally go to open it and there's nothing in there you got some kind of cojones on you and i'm about to sue you for both of them mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah um if you guys are listening and you're also like confused and enraged by this whole thing please feel free to look it up for yourself again the hashtag is bring rayla home and rayla is spelled r-a-e um, capital L A. Okay. 
Thank you for that. This is my first time hearing about it, so thank you. All right. I, I don't be on the internet that much, too. You don't be on anything, Dari. <laughs> I don't really watch don't. TV. I don't be on the internet. I just I model and watch really? TV and make music. <laughs> I don't watch TV because, like, I've been on the TV Not show watch TV, and all that stuff. Get on TV. Uh, I see what goes behind the scenes. I'd rather be on the scenes of, like, actually making it. Watching it, yeah, it's cool, but I, I already know what goes into it. I already know how many camera scenes, how many cuts they done made, how many times they done shot it. I was just like, ah, I don't, I really watch. I actually be on set and actually watch it. That's just yeah, me. Britney Spears has this um line from her um song Circus, and she's like, "There's only two types of people in this world: the ones that entertain and the ones that observe." And that's always been in the back of my mind as someone who like kind of wants to be on camera, but also doesn't mind doing the background stuff. I'm like, I don't always want to just you know be behind the scenes. Like I sometimes want to be on camera. I want to be the entertainment. So yeah, I get like, okay, I understand everything that goes on um behind the scenes, but wanted to be in front of it. Like I get that. So Dari. What's on your plate for today? Did you pick up any food? Did you go to the buffet? Oh, man. Right after hearing you two stories, I mean, it's no <laughs> Right. There is no... Yeah. It can be silly. It can be serious. We're all over the place. It could be nothing if you don't have any. That, too. That, too. You could be like, I already ate. Yeah, I did. I had some Jamaican food earlier. Go off. All right. <laughs> but... Oh, so you like wanna... Jamaican food, huh? <laughs> Huh. Nice. So, I would just say meat and potatoes are people who look down on people who want to actually be take upon take it upon themselves to have their own business, like step out of the norm. You know, entrepreneur. There's people How who look down on people... entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah I... Yeah, I get that sometimes where it's like, well, nine to five is more stable and you have all these other benefits and health options and da 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 da. I do get that sometimes. Yeah, well, like, like you know, I do um Forex, foreign exchange. I do that. And my mom was just like, oh, you need a regular job. Uh, uh, that's not going to work. Uh, uh. Not, even, not even just my mom, like my auntie. But I realized it's just perspective again. Like, they were born, well, my auntie was born like the 50s, like the 20s. 50s or the 60s, one of them 100 years ago. She was born to them. And uh-uh. like they, <laughs> and they, they, um, they, they, that's, that's all they know. Like, right? Like, they, that's all they know. It's getting up, going to work, putting in physical work, having time, having to take their time to get money instead of having their money work for them. So I understand that. It seems like that, but after my experiences with my jobs, like I graduated high school in 2016. I done had like eight jobs, eight, nine jobs since then. And I'm tired of it because the last job I had turned out really, really bad. As in like, as soon as I got that job, I got my first car. The month, a month after I got my first car, I got into a car accident, right? That should have been the first time. I only got into the car accident because I was coming off of work and I wanted to get something to eat. And my mind told me to just go straight home. Straight on. I was just like, ah, now nah, I'm gonna get something to eat. So literally, when I was taking that turn, the Jeep had hit me. I was like, oh, I had a little Honda Honda Civic, the 04 Honda Civic, and that Jeep it was a Jeep Wrangler that had hit me. I was like, oh man. So I was like, that's, that's strike one for the job. And then wait, wait, why is it the job's fault? Because, 
Because I was getting off of work. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. That's the answer. Like, it's the answer to everything. Because. But no, it's like, and the other thing, too, I was on, um, so I was at work. It was literally like the same day I was considered like, you know what? I'm actually keep this job. I'm not going to leave it. I, I, so I'm going to end the work. I, it was a warehouse job. Uh, it was in Covington, and they deal with car brakes. So we were um we would be on the factory line, assembly line, whatever you want to call it, and the machine would stop working. And it's like an old factory, like all the machines, all the parts are old. So they'll stop working every once in a while, more than often than they should. So I was checking on the part to open the gate. I was talking to my coworker, and then all of a sudden, I put my hand to get a part, and the machine came down and crushed my finger, right? Whoa. So, Right. Yikes. So my finger, like, my finger was like, like the inside of my finger was on the outside. Like, oh my god! I, I swear, oh. like, like oh. I swear, my you finger need to was warn flat. Somebody. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's explicit. It's finna get. Yeah, it's really explicit. But, um, but uh, yeah. So like, my finger. I swear, my finger was like flat. Like it was flat, like squished. Like I still don't have movement. Like I can move my finger, but I just can't bend it as far as I could my other index finger. So, it's not like a cartoon. Like, I wish it was a cartoon, but it's, it's real life. <laughs> but like, and, and it's like and the finger was like open, like open, open. Like I could see everything in my finger type. And I go to the doctor. I didn't go to the doctor. This was before I went to the doctor. I'm just sitting in the room waiting for them to take me because I, I, they told me I couldn't drive my own car to the place. So I had to go to um, what, she, what they called it? Urgent care. I have went to the urgent care, but what's the call it when it's, uh, the company has to take care of it? I forget what it's called. Disability? Or worker's comp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to do all of that stuff. I'm just like, yo, my finger is like, <laughs> weak. like I'm losing blood. A lot of it. And I was just chilling in the room, and then the manager came there. He was like, oh, yeah, if it's not that bad, you can come in the next, you can come in tomorrow. Not even 24 hours after it happened, you just come in tomorrow. I was like, yo, my finger is literally about to fall off. I don't even know if I can keep my finger after this. Are you telling me to come in because to meet your numbers, to me, this and that? I was like, yo, I don't, I'm not feeling that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. fast forward, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to do this no more. Like, I'm going to just, all the time I spent in this company doing all this and that, I can just put it into myself and help myself become where I want to actually go instead of just doing this. Like, I'm young. I'm 22. Like, I shouldn't have to be clocking in, answering to someone else all the time. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I just, I just don't like when people bring down other people trying to do something different, not in a traditional way. Like, everything has to start from somewhere, right? Just like Amazon, how it was one of the biggest companies in the world, if not the biggest company in the world. He started that in his basement, in his garage. He moved on to a store. Like, things take process. It's a process. It's a progress. I don't feel, I don't think it's cool to judge someone that actually wants to take that step, who actually wants to be something different, actually want to make something in itself other than helping someone else achieve their dreams. I understand that's cool, but it's just like, you shouldn't bash that. No. I agree. Um, I've, I feel like I've had good a lot better experiences in my work environments than you have apparently yeah. <laughs> in, in all of my pretty positive experiences it still becomes very obvious that companies 
as much as they say they care about their employees, they will replace you when they get that. Like, like it's nothing. So they will replace you. They will fire you. They they gonna move on. So yep. the best way yep. to feel like you're you know cared for by in the situation that you're working for or to have the situation that you're working for work best for you is if you are the one managing it. Um, But I'm not opposed to people doing nine to fives, but I'm also not going to be opposed to people having their own business. Like I, I don't really have a reason to hate on people with the entrepreneurial spirit, because one thing that I know to be true is a lot of people have ideas that are Mm -hmm. good. Very few Mm -hmm. people have the wherewithal to execute. And so when you have your business and you're actually like executing it and putting in that energy and that time, like if anything, I commend that, like to know Mm -hmm. that you are putting that whole situation on your back, on your shoulders, making a priority for yourself. It's like, I, I want that. I want that energy. So I stand in, I I stand with the entrepreneurs, I guess. (laughs) Nice. All right. So, is it time for our underappreciated awards? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Dari, who is receiving your underappreciated award today? Who or what or what thing or where? Who's getting your award today? Entrepreneurs. There you go. All right. Yeah. Okay. Taking, this Mid- taking that leap. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were done. <laughs> go ahead. I don't know. I'll be doing taking that leap. Yeah, taking that leap of faith. You know what I'm saying? Do what y'all have to do mm-hmm. to get where you want to be. Like, it's not mm-hmm. easy. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's not hard, but if you're willing to put in that work, put in the blood, sweat, and tears, if you have to go to that extreme, then go ahead and do it. Like, if you had to go through a hundred no's to get a hundred yeses, you had to go through a thousand no's to get a million yeses. So you gotta do what you gotta do to get where you wanna be. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Motivation. Yeah. Mandy, who and where and or what is receiving your underappreciated award today? Plantons are getting my underappreciated award today. Mm, um, I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm snapping. <laughs> Plantons cover the sweet and the savory. They are yes. perfect breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack and option. Yeah, I have not been able to have as many as really. I haven't had. I've had a fraction of the percentage of plantains that I usually eat this year because I haven't gone to the farmers market because of this corona. So yesterday, I also went to get Jamaican food, but for some reason, hey. the, the restaurant that I went to does not serve plantains as a side and I got very hurt and upset mm. but I mm. I purchased the food anyways and then someone uh, who was going to the farmer's market was like is there anything that you want and I said yes I want some plantains and I also want some mango please and thank you so I will be eating plantains very soon because I have mm-hmm. them but I'm also trying to I could eat some I, could, I got a couple a few I can mm-hmm. eat one right mm-hmm. now but I also want it to get nice and soft and ripe so it'll be Mm-mm, good, but I still might eat one today when it's just mm, good. Because again, mm. whether it's on the savory side or on the sweet side, plantains are good all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got some plantains. 
I want to say speaking from experience, I feel like I make good plantain. Mandy makes really good plantain, and Mandy's mama makes really, really good plantain. So, yeah. I feel like a lot of people out here don't eat. I asked someone to pick up plantain one time before, and they brought back a banana, and I was just like, no, that's not what this is. That's not what this is. And they were like, well, it's the same thing. Can't you just cut the same? No. What? No, I can't. It's because it'll get mushy and nasty. It's not the same. So I, if I want plantain, oh, shit. Talking mushrooms. Sorry, I hit my horn. Jump cut. If I want plantain, then I just go <laughs> and get it myself. So yeah. You got my mouth watering now. Like I'm <laughs> now I want some. Oh. I'm sorry. Ollie, who's getting your mm-hmm. underappreciated award? You guys, I I really want to give my underappreciated award to the people that are out there putting in the work that are fighting the good fight who are actually like, you know, looking out for others and doing their best to do their part. So if you return your cards back to the cart return, <laughs> this underappreciated award is for you. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. All right. <laughs> Yay. So uh, before we close out, Dari, would you like to tell the people any projects you're working on, where they can find you, your social yeah. medias, anything like that? Hey man, if y'all wanna start getting into messing not having another stream of income, Forex, foreign exchange is a perfect way to do that. You know, you can make money from your phone, quick, fast, in a hurry, just with a copy and paste system that me and my team have provided for you. Just hit me up on Instagram at D-A-R-I dot M-C-F-A-R-L-A-N-D for further information. Also, if you wanna listen to some new music. I do do music too. I am an artist. Michael Jackson is my favorite artist of all time. And I have I'm on Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you can find music, YouTube, anywhere. Just type me in three stacks Cobain. Three stacks as an Andre Cobain like Kurt. Three S T A C K S C O B A R N. Look for me on Netflix too. I ain't gonna tell you all the shows, but it's a superhero show. I know the show. You want me to say it? (laughs) (laughs) You care. You care. It's the opposite of white. Oh, let's play charades. It's the opposite of white. How are we going to play charades on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the people that are listening. It's the opposite of white. And uh, now, Thunderclap. Hey, it goes along with Thunder. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 All right. Um, Mandy, would you like to tell the people where they can find us? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at MNO Podcast. Um, send us your comments and slide in our DMs. If you have thoughts that you want to share, if you want to be on the podcast, you can also send us an email at mandyandali at gmail.com. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so then you know when we drop a new episode. Nice. Dario, it was great talking to you. Thank you for coming and joining us. No yeah. problem. I feel like I could have done better, but you know what I'm saying? It's a growing process. It's my first time being on the podcast, so, you know, I'll come prepared next time. I'm more prepared. You know, I had a lot of stuff. I think you did fine, actually. It wouldn't hurt to be more prepared. <laughs> All right. I was-
was trying to be nice. Yeah, usually, I'm the good cop. Usually, I'm the good cop. I'm, I, <laughs> I mean, I, usually, I'm the bad cop. I'm, Mandy's the good cop. I was just being honest. I mean, I felt like it was something that he was aware of for himself, so I was just That's affirming true. that. Okay. I already know. I know I'm very self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It. it was good talking to y'all. Bye. Bye. Don't I know you from back when? Yeah, way, way back when.